You're listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. The views and opinions expressed by Professor Porterfield do not necessarily reflect the views of the sponsors or their affiliates. Texas, where the stars at night are big and bright, it's the Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, here to tell it like it was and how it is to help school you so no one can fool you, brought to you by the good folks at the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in beautiful Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. So now, without further ado, here's Professor Porterfield. Go! Good evening to you one and all. I am Professor Charles Porterfield, and hoodoo is my business. Welcome once again to the Now You Show, No You Know Show. What a week we have had. It has been a time here. And before we go over to the LMC Radio Newsroom, where our own Phil Patchy Fogg is with us again this week. Let me tell you what's been going on here this week. Well, the uh, good old professor has been uh, chained, tied, uh, hemmed in at the keyboard, working away diligently in what my uh, son calls the book mines, just with my pick and shovel, carefully carving out, hauling out, and rolling out uh, book material, hopefully in time. And uh, if it's all going to go right, if we don't have a cave in, 
you will be seeing the fruits of my labors at this year's 2016 Hoodoo Heritage Festival. And by the way, I wanted to take a brief moment before I move on to say, are you going to the 2016 Hoodoo Heritage Festival? There's still plenty of time to plan for it. Tickets are on sale now. And you know, they're on sale right now, still at a discount. Why not consider going this year to the fabulous Hoodoo Heritage Festival. These have been going on for years and years. They just keep getting better. Let me take a few moments to tell you a little bit about this one. We are going to have some amazing people there. We are going to have an incredible worker in North Asian shamanism, uh, the Shamanism and Magical Practices of Manchuria, David Shi. We're going to have the fantastic Miss Robin, one of the powerhouse hitters in Hoodoo. She's going to be there. Our own Andrea Weston from Liquid Libations is going to be there. She's going to be teaching. Oh, yes with her beautiful face, that incredible voice, and that brilliant mind. The ever-present and ever-wonderful and erudite Miss Catherine Ironwood is going to be there. She's going to be up there teaching. We are going to have a powerhouse-packed panel. That's right, a powerhouse-packed panel discussion on social justice work in magic. And it's going to have such incredible people in it as our own Tata Candelo Cambisa from Candelo's Corner. Beverly Smith from In the Streets. You know that's going to be hot. Angela Horner from Lucky Mojo. Miss McHale, my good friend and co-author of the Hoodoo Bible magic book and many, many others. That's the tip of the iceberg, friends. We're talking about two solid days. We're talking about opening ceremonies carefully crafted by people with deep spirituality honoring the ancestors in hoodoo and bringing their voices back to life. We're talking about good old-fashioned southern food, Buffet lunches and breakfasts both days. We're talking about the amazing Madame Pamita and Cast Excelsior together doing entertainment for you during the lunch hours. And if that wasn't enough, Madame Pamita herself stepping up to the plate to teach you as well. We're talking about a reader's tent full of some of the most successful and sharp-minded readers in the business waiting for you to come and get a reading. Two, that's right, two massage tables so that you can go and get a massage while you're at the festival from certified massage therapists and so much more. That doesn't even include all the goodies, the handouts, the oils, the books, the take-homes, the things you're going to make in the class. I'm telling you, friends, it's not too late. Make your plans now. 
Make your plans now. I haven't even named everyone there. I haven't even named everyone because I want you to go to the 2016 Hoodoo Heritage Festival webpage and check it out yourself. Don't want to spoil all the surprises. So please consider that. Before we go on to the newsroom, the other thing I wanted to say was, uh, did you listen at the top of the show every week where there's that beautiful, melodious female voice that says that the views and opinions expressed by my silly self? Good. Good. I'm glad you do. And I hope you paid attention to it because I'm about to do something to invoke it. In this last week, Bernie, Bernie, can you feel the burn, baby? Let me tell you something, kids. History was made in this country. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Primaries still got a long way to go. Election's not even here yet. You're probably getting tired of hearing about it. But I have to take a moment to tell you about a little bit of history that has happened. I am here to school you so nobody can fool you. Bernie Sanders has now been the first, the first candidate for president to win a national primary. He won it in New Hampshire, folks, who is a non-Christian. That's right. The first non-Christian candidate for president has won a major primary in the United States of America. It only took till 2016. That's right. So there you go. I had to share that little bit of history with you. That's the way that is. That's my little piece of news. Now let's go hear what our own Patchy Fogg has for his news. Take it away, Patchy. Good evening. Today is Thursday, February 11th, the 42nd day of 2016. There are 37 days until spring begins and 324 days left in the year. Today and tomorrow are auspicious days to bake, cut firewood, mow to increase growth, dig holes, and kill plant pests. Through the 11th through the 12th, seeds planted now will grow poorly and yield little. Today's highlight in history comes to us from this date in 1812, when Massachusetts Governor Elbridge Gerry signed a redistricting law favoring his Democrat to Republican Party, giving rise to the term gerrymandering. Also on this date, in 1858, a French girl, Bernadette Soberu, reported the first of 18 visions of a lady dressed in white in a grotto near Lourdes. Later, the Catholic Church accepted that the visions were of the Virgin Mary. In 1862, the Civil War began, excuse me, the Civil War battle of Fort Donelson began in Tennessee, 
Union forces, led by Brigadier General Ulysses S. Grant, captured the fort five days later. In 1937, a six-week-old sit-down strike against General Motors ended with the company agreeing to recognize the United Automobile Workers Union. In 1945, President Franklin D. Roosevelt, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, and Soviet leader Joseph Stalin signed the Yalta Agreement, in which Stalin agreed to declare war against Imperial Japan following Nazi Germany's capitulation. In 1963, American author and poet Sylvia Flath Plath was found dead in her London flat by suicide. She was 30 years old. And finally, in 1990, South African black activist Nelson Mandela was freed after 27 years in captivity. Today's LMC birthday greetings go out to actor Conrad Yanis, who is 88. Actor Burke Reynolds is 80. Actress Tina Louise is 78. Actor Sonny Landham is 75. Actor Philip Angelum, 64. Actor and actress Catherine Hickland is 60. Actress Carrie Lowell, 55. Singer Cheryl Crow is 54. Actress Jennifer Anston, 47. Actor Damian Lewis is 45. Actor Bryce Beckham, 40. Singer actress Brandy, is 37. Actor Matthew Lawrence, 36. And rhythm and blues singer Kelly Rowland is 35. We also wish to send out birthday greetings to Air Member Balthazar, whose birthday will be on the 17th of this month. Our thought for the day comes from French author Paul Bourget, born 1852, died 1935 who said, we had better live as we think, otherwise we shall end up by thinking as we have lived. This has been the news from the LMC Radio News Desk with Philip Fogg reporting. We now send you over to Professor Porterfield and the lucky numbers. Lucky number, oh, dreaming of lucky numbers, hoping that those lucky numbers yeah. will show for me. Numbers only show for you and me. Superstition, or even make me suspicious. Table with thirteen dishes, it will make me make you please. Haven't seen. Hey, that's mommy. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, okay. Put my trust in group of dust. Cause you know someday may bring you a seven. Or maybe a lucky eleven. Oh, that's you the in heaven. Lucky number for me. Yeah. Oh, yes, and we do have the lucky numbers for you this week, just as the Nicholas Brothers said. This week's lucky numbers come to us from ProfessorPorterfield.com. Why not stop on by there and take a look? And they are 8, 11, just as mentioned in the song, 16, 21, 
28 and 32. Once again, those lucky numbers this week are 8, 11, 16, 21, 28, and 32. And I must tell you that 11 is a very hot number right now. This week's lucky three-digit numbers are 111. Told you it was hot. 111. 367. That's 367. And 828. That's 828. The card for the upcoming week is the Four of Spades, the sick bed, sickness, lingering problems, depletion, and tiredness. This is a week to be careful of your health and the health of your loved ones. Take care of yourself this week with plenty of rest and attention. Try to avoid situations in the coming week which lead to depletion or anxiety. Remember, our week on the Now You Know Show runs from Thursday to Thursday, so check in with us again next week to get the numbers and cards when they first come out. And if you hit, well, remember where you get. Till then, good luck to you all. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, our one, our only, our beloved from the First and Second Baptist Church of Quimby, Texas, Miss Loretta Evans. Hi, y'all. This is Miss Loretta Evans here with Cooking with Miss Loretta. I hope y'all are having a wonderful week. Today, I have a recipe that I and my family enjoy a lot, and it is a sort of a variation on a very popular old recipe. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about roasted red pepper pimento cheese. To make this roasted red pepper pimento cheese, you're going to need the following. Four cups of shredded, sharp cheddar cheese. One-fourth a cup of grated Vidalia or other sweet onion. Four ounces of roasted red peppers chopped. One-half a cup of mayonnaise. One-fourth a cup of buttermilk. One teaspoon of spicy mustard. One-fourth to one-half a teaspoon of Cajun seasoning to taste. A couple of dashes of hot sauce and kosher salt and fresh cracked black pepper to taste. First, to make this, you're going to need to have roasted red peppers. So to do that, you will place two medium-sized red bell peppers under the broiler on your oven or place over an open flame, turning until blistered. Transfer them to a zippered bag or set them on a plate covered with a clean dish towel and let them steam for at least five minutes. Then have 
peel off the skins, discard of any seeds and membrane, and then slice and dice. Once you have them, you will take your ingredients, and here's what you're going to do. In a large bowl, mix together the cheddar cheese, Vidalia or sweet onion, and red peppers. Small bowl. Combine the mayonnaise, buttermilk, mustard, Cajun seasoning, hot sauce, salt, and pepper until well blended. Then add this mixture to the cheese and combine well. You can serve this immediately or put it in your way in your refrigerator to let it chill. But if you want it to spread well after it's chilled, you should allow it to come to room temperature before spreading. My family likes this with chips on crackers to make sandwiches out of or as a festive and beautifully colored dip at parties or church gatherings. I hope you all enjoy it as much as we do, and I'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you, Miss, uh, Miss Loretta. That sounds lovely. I actually am a big fan of pimento cheese, being a southern boy. And um, interestingly enough, she's right about being a twist on an old recipe because there's no pimentos in that. She's replaced the pimentos with red, roasted red peppers. That might be good. Going to have to try that out. Up next, the professor's pontification. This week's topic is do right, woman. Do right, man. Take me to heart And I'll always love you And nobody Bye. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, can anyone hear me now? We had a technical glitch here at the LMC radio studio, and we have attempted to reconnect. Blog Talk doing that old black magic that it does so well. We're now trying to get back in here, hoping, hoping, hoping that we are in with you and that you can hear us. Can anybody hear me? Anyone? Okay, great. All righty. Wonderful. Well, <laughs> you know, live radio, folks. Amateur Night and Dixie. Hopefully everybody that just fled from the chat room is just uh, refreshing and will come back. If not, oh, well, more select audience to appreciate the show because we are going on. I am not going to be stopped by a little bit of uh, fluster like that. That was, of course, the amazing Miss Aretha Franklin with Do Right Woman, Do Right Man. Sorry that we had some problems in there with that. Blame it on Blog Talk. We should make a little we should make a little song. Blame it on the Blog Talk with its magic spell. Blame it on the Blog Talk that drops the show so well. All it took was just one little hitch. Uh, anyway. Welcome to this week's Professor's Pontification. This week's topic is Do Right Woman, Do Right Man. And I am going to see exactly how much fluff, bluster, and chaos I can cause with this one. Tell all your friends they can come back on into the the chat room now. They can come back, shows back up. Anyway, You've been here when I have talked about the intersection of hoodoo with a lot of different social issues. I've talked about race. I've talked about uh, the homosexual and the gay, lesbian, queer, transgendered community. I've talked about the classism, how classism intersects it between the rich and the poor. And maybe some of y'all thought I wasn't going to talk about this one, but I am going to talk about this. Tonight, I'm going to talk about feminism. Oh, Lord, no, he's not. Oh, Lord, yes, I am. This week, week and a half, we had an interesting experience happen. We had two very well-known figures, Gloria Steinem and Madeleine Albright, say some pretty goddamn interesting out-of-line bullshit. Gloria Steinem said that the only reason young women are supporting Bernie Sanders is because, quote, that's where the boys are. Madeleine Albright, while campaigning or speaking on behalf of Hillary Clinton at an event, said that there is a special place 
in hell. A special place in hell for women who don't vote for Hillary Clinton. Special place in hell. And I have to tell you, this ran around in my head, rattled around, rattled around, as the child of a openly core first-wave feminist. Okay, my mama didn't take none of that bullshit, okay? Me and, uh, the, see, the Lord did something to my mama. The Lord said, you can only have sons. And so she had four sons. Four sons. And let me tell you, if you think for a minute that my mother did not raise each and every one of us boys understanding that a woman's place was wherever the hell she said it was, you're living in a fool's paradise. Okay? She brought us up to understand inequality of rights for everyone, regardless of color, creed, sex, etc. And so these words started rolling around in my head that of all people in the world, Gloria Steinem and Madeleine Albright said. And the first thing I said is to myself, I said, self, huh, young women are only involved in this political campaign because that's where the boys are. And if you don't vote for this candidate, you're going to go to hell. What the hell has happened to Gloria Steinem and Madeleine Albright that they sound evangelical Republican right? Isn't that their goddamn boat to steer, right? Uh, Women are silly and young and should do what they're told. And if you don't uh, vote for the the people we say, you're going to go to hell. You're going to go to hell. I was floored, absolutely floored by that. The next thing I thought, is I heard my mother's voice in my head saying, as she taught me, feminism is the radical idea that women can think for themselves and that their thoughts are valuable. And then, having heard my mother in my mind say that in memory, I heard Gloria Steinem say, Young women are doing this because that's where the boys are, and if you don't vote Madeline Albright saying if you don't vote for Hillary, you go to hell. So it seems like apparently women's thoughts and ideas ain't so goddamn important anymore. And every single day of my life is involved in hoodoo. I'm a professional worker. That's what I do. I take the Sabbath off, and the rest of the time, I'm talking to somebody about something they need. So it was inevitable that these two, these things rolling around in my head were going to collide. And they did. And so I've come here to pontificate about it. When I first went to go and be involved in hoodoo professionally, 
meaning I wasn't doing it just for myself or my friends or my family members anymore. I was going to actually hang out my shingle, as they said. I am known for this, for working for men. In fact, people know me by the phrase, quote, that I will put the rooster back in the yard. Now, why did I do that? I did that because at the time, and from my experience, from my experience, I had always encountered hoodoo as being, to some extent, for lack of a better term, matriarchal, or at least more centered around women than centered around men. Now, I'm not saying that in the past there haven't been fantastic, well-known, and commonly uh, male workers. Of course there have. And I'm not saying there's not work and trick after work and trick after work and trick for menfolk. But most of the time, most of the people that I heard talking about it were women. Or it was women doing work for men. Or women doing work against men. Or women needing to do that work. Why? Well, let's call it like it is. Okay? And here's how it is. Hoodoo is the folk magic, the magic, the spiritual work of helping people who are in an oppressed situation. You're oppressed by the police. You're oppressed by this. You're oppressed by that. You can't vote freely. You know you're not going to get a square deal in court. You know it's difficult to get a job. You have to keep your family together. Families are separated by economic means, by troubles, by night riders, etc., etc., etc. And here's just another goddamn example of it. Women are doing more hoodoo on men than the other way around because men in the day had all the power. What did Aretha say in the song? They say it's a man's world, but you can't prove it by me. You see what I'm trying to get at? And by the way, I've got a, a chair lodged firmly under the doorknob of the studio door so the kid won't get in here because I'm letting you know what this has to do with hoodoo. See, women had to work on men. Men had the power. Men were the breadwinners. Men could do what they liked. And let me explain something to you about the axis of oppression here for a minute, in case you're confused by this. If you think for a moment that in the diagram of racial relation, meaning who's on top, who's in the middle, who's on the bottom, if you don't think for a heartbeat that the black woman is in the bottom goddamn slot, you, once again, you're daydreaming. You're, you, I, I don't, I, you've been swimming in amyl nitrite. I don't know what's your problem. As bad as things were, and as bad as things are, the black man had more power than the black woman because men have more power than women. That means white men have power over white women. 
white men and white women have power over black men and black women. And white men, white women, and black men have power over black women. That was the situation. That was the way it was. Okay? You can debate opinions all day and all night. But what you cannot do is debate facts. And that's a goddamn fact. You will not have to scratch the surface or crack the bindings of too many books or talk to too many people or watch too many damn movies, listen to too many goddamn radio shows, read too many goddamn newspapers to figure out that that is the way it was. And hoodoo was reflective of that. Is that exactly the way it is now? No, it's not exactly that way. It's not 100% that way. But it's still more that way than it wasn't. If you're a professional worker, I would like you, over the next week, between this show and next show, or whenever you listen to this show, I'd like you to spend a week counting up your clients. When your client calls you, whether they call you for a reading, they call you for some advice, they call you for a piece of work, vigil candle, make a doll, whatever they call you for, I want you to count up how many of them are women and how many of them are men. And at the end of the day, I think what you're going to find out is more of them are women than men. More of them are women than men. Now, I have a good, healthy amount of male clients. But I went out into the world saying, guy working for men here, hi, hi, guy working for men here, rooster, yard, hello, me. So, yeah, I do get a little few more men, okay? But what I also get is women calling me to work for men, not against men. I didn't say against men. I said for men. Not to draw them in to love them, not to get their money, not to control them, not to tie them, to help them. Can you help my son? Can you help my grandson? I get a lot of grandmas. I get a lot of grandmas calling me to help their grandsons. Okay? I have a ton of women calling me about men. And then of those, I have a good percentage calling me just to help those men. Then, of course, I have the women who want that lover, want that boss to do whatever, this, that, and the other thing. Now, right about now, the kid would be saying, what's he got to do with hoodoo? It's got everything to do with hoodoo. It's got everything to do with hoodoo. comes back to the thing I've talked to you about on numerous occasions. I'm now going to add another stone to the the bucket at the well. And I know y'all getting tired of it. I know y'all getting tired of Professor Porfield gets up here and says, you got to be racially aware. you got to be aware of the environment. you got to be politically and socially involved. Blah, 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 blah. I just want to practice hoodoo. I just want to take hoodoo and go do I want to be left alone. Well, sorry, kid. Sorry, kid. You can't. Not if you're going to do real hoodoo. Not if you're really doing it. And here's another stone 
for the bucket. As I have told you in the past, if you want to be involved in hoodoo, but you don't want to be involved with black people, get the hell out. Just leave now. Just do everybody a favor. Do yourself a favor because you're not going to be able to really pull it off. Otherwise, do me a favor, do everybody involved a favor, and just leave now. And here's another one. If you want to be involved in hoodoo, but you don't want to have to deal with, quote, put up with, listen to, respect, or understand women, get out. There's the door. Go. And listen, man, this is a dude whose practice was started on the basis of saying, I am a worker, a male worker for men. I help men with men's issues and men's problems. I will put the rooster back in the yard telling you that. You can't get, what are you going to do to that? You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not sitting here, you know, I am not a a 40-something year old woman involved with my I got a room full of daughters, it said my mama, etc telling you that. This is a damn man who works primarily for men telling you that if you want to be involved in hoodoo and you don't want to have to put up with, deal with, talk with, be around or understand the mind, heart soul and struggles of women, then you should get the hell out of hoodoo. Period. Period. I have no I have no qualms about saying that. You can go off and hate my guts now. Who the hell is he to tell me anything like that? I, well I'm not. I'm not anybody. I'm not the hoodoo police. I'm not the hoodoo pope. I ain't nobody. I'm just some dude with a microphone. That's it. A microphone and a lot to say. Oh, and and a sponsor who's willing to apparently let me have a live mic every week, Baruch Hashem. That's it. That's who I am. But I'm trying to school you so nobody can fool you. I'm trying to tell you how it was, how it is, and hopefully prognosticate how it's going to be, how it's where where it's going. This is a part of the world, women. Where would we be without women? Well, first of all, you wouldn't have been born. You wouldn't have been born without women. I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you, if men were in charge of giving birth, the race would die out. That would be over. Uh, Or we'd each have one kid and sit in bars and compare uh, labor stories uh, with such a plomp that Jewish mothers would be shamed. I mean, I'm telling you, that's that's it. We'll go fight in wars. Yeah, we'll go we'll go be in knife fights in alleys. We'll get drunk all night and pick on our friends and speed in cars too fast and climb up on fucking uh iron skeletons to build uh, goddamn high rises and shit and wander through deserts seeking, you know, burning bushes and talking crows after we've eaten peyote. But give birth Oh no. We would no. No. Ten total months plus lactation. No. Mm-mm. No, no. The population would decrease over fucking night. So that's the first place you'd be without women. You can also chuck out all the art, literature, music, science, politics, changes, 
socially and otherwise that women have made. And you may think yourself a member of the Brave Fellowship, the band of brothers, Snow Limits, who fights the good fight. You go dig into your history and come back and, I, and tell me what you find out about who has been the leaders in social reform, the leaders in civil rights, the leaders in economic reform. It's been women. So you can chuck that the hell out, too. Hoodoo, whether you like it or not, is centric to many things. And that seems strange to say that, because can't there only be one center? No, there can be a melange of a center. And one of those things is women. It's always been there. Because, again, women are at the bottom of the rung. Okay? White women are underneath white men. Black women are underneath black men. Hispanic and Latino women are underneath Hispanic and Latino men. The list goes on and on and on. Is it completely true the same way between every culture, between every racial group, between every ethnicity? No. No, it's not. It's different. It's different. But it still works the same. Men get to go out in the world and be breadwinners, get to make all these decisions, get to come home and want to know what their turkey pot pie is. Okay? And it's been within most of our lifetimes that this radical thing has happened, where women said, I have had just the fuck enough about that bullshit, and have gone out and said, I am going to have a profession. I am going to have a job. I am going to have an education. I am going to have freedom. I'm going to talk, walk, dress exactly the hell way I want, I'm going to wear the makeup I want. I'm going to dye my hair any goddamn color I want. I'm going to sleep with who I want. And I'm going to do what I want because I'm a free and equal person, and that's the way that is. And unless you've been paying attention, there's pushback about that to this damn day. To this very day. And just about the time you think it's all settled and done, and we're on the road, trains moving at good speed, we gun you know, no more snakeheads popping up in the goddamn floor and taking people's legs off, lots of fire in the engine, we're gonna make it across the bridge, everything's all right. People who are supposed to be noted and respected feminists stand up and tell women to shut up and do what they're told. You young girls don't give a shit about politics. You don't care about reform. You don't, Your jobs and lives and education and what you want to have imagined for this country as an equal voter doesn't matter. You're just with Bernie because all the boys are there. It sounds like a goddamn Annette Funicello movie, where the, where the boys are, okay? Like she's going to run around with a beach ball and Frankie Avalon, they're going to have like a cookout, roast weenies and have a blanket on the beach. And then, you know, Frankie's going to sing a song about hula or something. Meanwhile, Madeleine Albright decides to take a note from the Spanish goddamn Inquisition and say, oh, huh, you don't you don't vote for Hillary, you're going to hell. Except I don't remember 
I don't remember Madeline saying that when we've had other female presidential candidates, vice presidential candidates, senatorial candidates. No, it's just this one time. So in other words, here we go again. And now let me open up a really nasty can of worms. This is the one where I'm going to lose people, okay? Because right now what's happening is there are probably a bunch of women listening at me in a room with men, and they're staring at the men like, are you fucking listening to him? Because you better be. Now let me really let me make some real enemies. White feminism has been no friend to women of color. Uh, did he just say that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Who the fuck is he as a man to say that? I'm not anybody. Didn't you hear earlier? I'm just some weird guy they give a live mic to. I'm not anybody. I'm not an authority. I'm not in charge. Okay? And yet, you can debate opinions all day. What you can't debate is facts. And white feminism has failed people of color, women of color, women of color, time and time and time again. Since its earliest inception in the United States of America. See, there's this attitude that, oh, if we can get free, then it's all taken care of. Then everybody will just magically be free. But that's not the truth. White feminism has not been a friend of women of color. That's just a fact. It's a big goddamn issue. Go out and check it out. See if I'm wrong. Write me a long letter about it. Call me everything in the book. I don't care. Now, this is where the kid would say, what does that got to do with hoodoo? That's got everything to do with hoodoo. That's got everything to do with hoodoo. Because we have white women in positions of power within the hoodoo and conjure community who are not, who are not, helping out their sisters of color. And that's one of the biggest slaps in the faces I can think of. Think about it a minute. It's bad enough when white men come in and steal and misconstrue and twist up and don't want to be around black people. That's bad enough. And yet now we also have white women doing the same goddamn thing. The same goddamn thing. You know what that is? That's 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 two people sitting in a boat. That's you and me sitting in a boat. And there's a hole in the boat at my feet. And I'm busy trying to plug up the hole. And I look at you and I say, hey, can you help me plug up this hole? And you go, ain't no problem. It's in your side of the boat. It's in your side of the boat. Sucker, it's the same boat. Here you have women who both have this struggle, and the white woman will not aid or will malign or will take from or will appropriate from the woman of color. Now, is that every white woman involved in hoodoo? No. Don't be ridiculous. Just like every white practitioner, male or female, is not necessarily appropriative, is not necessarily stealing, is not necessarily maligning. But we have ones who are. Says we have white men who don't who want hoodoo. Oh, they want hoodoo, but
but they don't want to be around black people. They want black culture, black music, black dance, black fashion, but they don't want to be around black people. We have white women who don't want to be around black women, but they still want to be sister whoever, mama whoever, madam whoever, etc. And that's a huge, huge slap in the face. Ridiculously huge slap in the face. Then we've got something else. Then we've got a really nasty thing. Here here comes the 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 rotten cherry on the not so delightful Sunday. I am also aware that many of you don't like maraschino cherries, so you can just imagine it's a maraschino cherry. I like maraschino cherries. My wife doesn't, and lots of other people I know don't. But I like them. So, But if you want to imagine that this rotten cherry is a maraschino cherry because you don't like maraschino cherries, follow the image. We have both white and of color involved in hoodoo, some ancillarily, meaning they are involved in African traditional religions. Oh yeah, I'm starting trouble tonight. Involved in hoodoo, who put women down, who talk shit about women, who call them bitches, who call them whores, who say they're crazy. Now, does that mean that there is no person of any sex in the world who's not crazy? No, they're crazy people. Does that mean there are no people of either sex who are whores? No, of course, there there are professional uh, sex workers everywhere, male and female. Does that mean that there are no people of either gender who bitch and whine and, you know, cause trouble and lie and connive and malinger and gossip? No, you get that from men and women. I'm talking about there are men involved in hoodoo who malign women. They malign them. Those bitches need to be crazy. Those bitches need to be, they need to do this, that. Crazy-ass bitch this. Crazy-ass bitch that. These goddamn women this. These goddamn women that. And, and a healthy number of those men are men of color who also participate in an African traditional religion. Now, did I just suggest that African traditional religions are misogynistic? No, I fucking did not. In fact, many of them are exactly the goddamn opposite because they come out of a place in Africa that has a matriarchal system. Okay? I think it would be pretty heinous and and pretty crazy to suggest that Voudan, as an example, one example, is misogynistic. No, it's not. Not at all. And yet, we still have that situation. It's bad enough now that we've got these white men doing this. We've got men of color. So now, doing the same thing. So now go back to that ladder I talked to you about at the beginning. White man has power over white woman. White man and white woman has power over black man. White man, white woman, and black man has power over. Do you see what I'm getting at here, folks? This 
has got to stop. And the only way it can stop is if we stop it. Okay? That's how it stops. We stop doing it. Part of how we stop doing it is we stop accepting it. We don't just let it go by. Which means the burden is on men. Try and dig what I'm laying down on you here. Just as the burden to end white supremacy lays on white people because it's white supremacy, it's not uh, purple supremacy. It's not Armenian supremacy. It's not Czechoslovakian supremacy. I understand that there is no Czechoslovakia anymore. Many people continually, including my wife, point out to me that there is no Czechoslovakia. I don't care if they call one place the Czech Republic and the other place Slovakia. It's Czechoslovakia. I still call it Formosa. I still call it Czechoslovakia. I'm old and set in my ways. As far as I'm concerned, it's still Burma, not Myanmar. So there you go. It's not Czechoslovakian supremacy. It's white supremacy. And the burden of ending and dealing with and calling out and controlling and diminishing and eliminating white supremacy falls on white people. The burden of eliminating, destroying, combating, and calling out misogyny lays on men. Why? Because we're the ones that got the power, baby. Well, that was all in the past, and nowadays women are as completely equal as men in all ways, and I'm sick and damn tired of hearing about this bullshit. Right. That's why there's a glass ceiling and a wage disparity of sometimes 30 cents and 70 cents to a goddamn dollar. It's all fucking equal. Of course. You betcha. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because obviously one of the ways you measure equality is when you have two groups of people, and one group of people doing a job is paid more than the other group of people doing the exact same goddamn job. Absolutely. Yeah, you bet. You bet. You bet. Well, if women want, and the reason women are paid less is because they don't want the high-paying jobs. Yeah, sure. I've heard that before. I heard it about black people, too. I've heard it about Hispanic people. <coughs> yeah, they just don't want to be paid well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, couldn't be truer. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's me too. I just, I don't want to be paid well. Yeah, I I yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this: You do realize men can be raped, right? I mean, it, it's true. Don't snigger about it. Don't laugh about it. it. It happens. It's just as brutal, and just as awful, and just as terrible as as as, as it, it's rape. Okay. Period. Let me ask you this. Why are men not raped at the same level that women are? Oh, because they're stronger. Oh. Oh, because they're stronger. Right, it's harder to rape them on. So women are raped because it's easy? You're fucking telling me, like, if we take the guards off of banks, everybody, everybody's going to rob a bank? Like, you know, uh, Joe Smalls, who's a fucking orthodontist right now, he's got three kids. He's got a house with a, a fixed 15-year mortgage. He's on the 14th year of the mortgage. Things are going fine. Him and the wife went to Tampa for a vacation last year. This year, they're going to go to Colorado because pot's legal there. They're going to have a grand old time. Well, you, the kids are One of the kids is grown. They have one grandchild. 
you're telling me Joe Smalls, U.S. Don, is just going to go rob a bank because there aren't enough guards on it? Did you actually just promote the idea that women get raped because they're weaker? I didn't realize we lived in a fucking society where getting raped was like part of the daily goddamn accepted fucking problems. Like, you know, oh, man, I might run out of gas. And, uh, uh, you know, I got it's a little slick on the streets. I got to watch my driving. Oh, shit, we don't have any milk. I'm going to stop by the fucking grocery store and get milk. The place is going to be packed. I might get raped. That's that's it. That's it. That's the expected world for all of us. Bullshit it is. It's only that expected world for women. Only women have to walk around all goddamn day. I got to be careful. I might get raped. After dark, I got to behave a certain way. What am I going to wear out today? Because I don't want to give anybody any ideas. Not that rape has to do with that, but fuck, they'll use it as a goddamn excuse. I shouldn't drink too much, that, you know, when I'm at this party if I'm here by myself. I, what's the distance between here and the car in the parking lot? Do I put my keys in my hand? And every woman I've ever known in my whole life has had those thoughts. And have those strategies. Now tell me once again about how we're all fucking equal. We're not all equal. And if you think that's bad, go and look at the rape statistics for women of color. They're higher. And they more often end in violence and death. And in fact, the highest one is amongst indigenous women, native women. That's right. It's a goddamn bloodbath in Canada, practically, about that issue. Tell me again how we're all equal. Tell me again about how we're all equal. We're not all equal. Men have power. And the burden that lays on you as a man is to use your power to end that shit, to address it, to dismantle it, to fight it, to not take it, to tell your brothers, oh, we band of brothers, tell you, no, don't rape people. I'm going to kick you in the fight. I'll kill you if you do. No, I'm not putting up with you raping. This is not for a don't hit, don't, don't behave. No, don't do that. Not pay them the right. That's our responsibility. And in this, there is no division of color. Isn't that refreshing? There's no division of color. In this, that is the responsibility of white men and black men, Hispanic men, Asian men, you name it. Fill in the blank men. All of us. All of us. Now, right about now, someone, someplace, is saying, who the fuck does he think he is to address, bring up, and talk about this woman's issue? I'll tell you exactly who I am. I'm a man. Remember? I've got the power. And if I have the power and I don't use the power to try to stop the goddamn problem, then I'm a part. So that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. It's on me. And it's on you, oh, my band of brothers. It's on us to do this. And this is in our community in Hoodoo. We are not free of it. And it is a shocking indictment against us that it is here. 
that we who practice the magical art, the spiritual path of aiding oppressed people who need a little luck, who need a little love, who need the cops kept off them, need to be able to keep their job, take it. That we blithely turn away from our sisters in trouble, and in particularly our sisters of color. But at the end of the day, all of our sisters. And that we allow our white sisters to also participate in the oppression of our colored sisters, our sisters of color. So it's on us, boys. It's on us. So where do you stand? Where do you stand? Because all I know is this. Almost every goddamn male root worker that I know, gay or straight, a person of color or white, has an air of masculine power around him. Myself the fuck included. So, where do you stand, brother? You who are so proud to puff your chest out, to say you are a man, that you have power, that you walk the walk. Are you there for your sisters? That's the question. What you going to do about it? What you going to do? How about you start here? Simple, easy stuff. Just start by showing them some respect.
Oh, yes, that was As We Came In, We Go Out, the amazing Miss Aretha Franklin with respect. And our special Name It and Claim It prize winner is a gentleman who indeed is a shining example of respect, our one and own troll towelhead chief engineer here at the LMC Radio Network who gets two, two cookies for that. He wins the Name It and Claim It cookie, and he wins the rare and coveted psychic Psychic Name It and Claim It cookie for having named and claimed the song before it even came on. Before it even came on. Listen, the record, the record on Name That Tune is one note. One note. And Troll Talhead beat it. No notes. He needed no notes. He needed no notes to guess that song and to send out to us the message of what that song was, just like we are all trying to do here on the LMC Radio Network. What's that signal? Why, that's the LMC Radio Network on the air! The LMC Radio Network, broadcasting around the globe, bringing news, Information, education, and entertainment to all. It's the LMC Radio Network in the Vanguard. Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, hosted by Catherine Ironwood and Contraman Ali, Sundays 3 to 4.30. Candela's Corner, starring Candela Cambisa, Mondays 5 to 7. The Crystal Silence League Hour, hosted by John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6. In the Streets with Beverly Smith, Tuesdays 6 to 7. On Sacred Ground with Kai Armand, Wednesdays 5 to 7. The Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, Thursdays 6 to 7.30. And Liquid Libations with Andrea Weston, Saturdays 5 to 7. All time specific, at 3 hours for Eastern. Sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. And online at luckymojo.com. Thank you, Troll Towelhead, for that uh that schedule of all of our shows here each and every week. It is always a delight to hear your voice, and here's the voice of another good friend. Oh, yes, oh, it is I, Count Goulash, here to talk to you about the Lucky Manjo Curio Company of 6632. Cavi Road, Forestville, California. Did you know that the Lucky Mojo Curio Company is both an online magical shop and a real can visit? It is true, my friends. They carry a full line of handmade spiritual supplies, including occult oils, incense, powders, candles, herbs, mojo bags, spiritual soaps, books, and spell kits. For those who cast magic spells, love spells, mummy spells, and protection spells in the African-American hoodoo, pagan magic, and other witchcraft traditions. 
Who am I talking about? Why I'm talking about the Lucky Mojo Curio Company of 6632 Covey Road, Forestville, California. Why not go there and visit them? You can even bring your sweet, innocent children along with you. They'll love to watch the train set as it goes around and around and around and around, leading you deeper and deeper into hypnotic sleep until you can only hear the sound of my voice speaking to you about the Lakimojo Curio Company of 6632 Covey Road, Forestville, California. And after you've seen the train, why not go over for a few moments of quiet prayer and meditation in the world's smallest church, the Missionary Independent Spiritual Church, right there on the grounds of Lucky Mojo. I then go into the store and browse through the aisles and look at thousands upon thousands of items from all over the world. But if you can't get there, do not worry, because they are also available online. That's right, at www.luckymojo.com. That's right. You can go and look at their online catalog and look through page after page of all of their fabulous products in the comfort and supposed safety of your own home and in order from them online at www.luckymojo.com. Once again, friends, that is the Lucky Mojo Curio Company of 6632 Covey Road, Forestville, California, and also online at www.luckymojo.com. Tell them Count Goulash sent you. <laughs> I swear. I mean, I just, every week, I don't even know how to follow that guy. It's just like, you know, it's like following Vera Lynn. I mean, it's just, it's over. Still, he's amazing. Up next, a little segment I like to call Secrets of Scriptural Sorcery. That's right, the Secrets of Scriptural Sorcery. This week, we're going to go down by the riverside and talk about baptism. I'm going to lay down my burden down, down by the riverside Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Going to lay down my burden Down by the riverside To study war no more, no more Well, there ain't gonna study one more Well, there ain't gonna study one more Well, there ain't gonna study one more Down my 
the immersion in water, and in particular in running water, comes from, at least in this sense, comes from the Jewish mikvah. And, of course, that means that uh, in the mikvah, the mikvah bath, Jewish men, Jewish women, will go and immerse themselves in water, again, for spiritual cleansing. Mikvahs in established locations, meaning in cities and in other large uh, dwellings, meaning where there are many people congregating together, become fixed baths, which are fed by naturally flowing water. But Jews also did have and continue to engage in a mikvah in running water, such as streams, uh, lakes that have running water, and the ocean themselves. All right? So, in other words, what John is doing is a part of Jewish tradition. Why? Well, because he was a Jew, all right, as was Jesus Christ. So, this comes out of that. Now, there is an idea here that this can mean many things, as we talked about at the very head. A sacrament of admission, a sacrament of adoption, a christening of an infant showing that they are of a particular denomination or branch of faith, the supposed saving of a soul. Here's where we start to get away from the Jewish practice and into the new Christian practice that then, of course, becomes the Catholic practice out of which the Protestant practice comes. You've got to follow the line okay, to understand where you're going, or at least where you've come from. Judaism does not have a concept of original sin. There's not this idea that you're born in the world already kind of damned or messed up or you know, screwed over, and then you've got to go and undergo this process so that then you're saved or that you are considered a part of the body of Christ because Christ was a new figure. All right? So baptism then started to add that element in as well, this salvation. The baptism is part of that. Generally, when we see it in hoodoo and in the culture that surrounds hoodoo, it's baptism of Baptists. It is normally full-body immersion, often in an open body of moving water, often a river. We're going down by the riverside. And the practice has had a great history to it. And people are uh, deeply attached to it. And many people report that they have had a transformation experience through undergoing baptism. The oldest liturgy of baptism that we have comes from the Roman period, and it talks about there are these steps, which is how do we get baptized? Well, first you have to go to the water, you remove all your clothing, you take off all foreign objects, such as jewelry, anything that's tying up your hair. You do this at the hour when the cock 
crows, you first begin to pray over the water. Then when you come to the water, the water will be pure, should be pure and flowing of a spring or a flowing body of water. You take off your clothes. The children shall be baptized first. All the children who can answer for themselves, let them answer. If there are any children who cannot answer for themselves, let their parents answer for them or someone else from their family. After this, the men will be baptized, finally the women, after they have unbound their hair and removed their jewelry. No one shall take any foreign object with them down into the water. Now, if you know your hoodoo, I would have you reflect upon that a moment and ask you in all seriousness, if you do not hear the similarity between that and the spiritual bathing that is done in hoodoo, conjure, etc. Seriously, think about it again. When the cock crows, you go and pray over the water. Then you come to the water. You take off all your clothes. You are baptized without any foreign object on you. And then you come out as the sun is coming up. Okay? Do you not see the overlap? Do you not see it? It's right there in front of you, waiting to be seen. What does this prove? This proves what I have tried to tell you on numerous occasions. All of this is interrelated. Hoodoo does not exist outside of the context of its people. You also have water immersion in African religion. In many African traditional religions, not as they are practiced now necessarily, but back in Africa, you have water immersion. Is it any surprise then that you have a group of people who have been well kidnapped, let's just call it the way it is, you know, literally taken out of their lands, forced into slavery, taken to a new land where they're introduced to a new religion, and here's the water baptism, the water immersion again, and they're wholeheartedly in favor of it. Now make the circle all the way back and understand where Jews come from, okay? They're not from Siberia. There are Jews from Siberia now, but you know, the original Jewish people. You see what I'm saying? This again is a part of a similarity of culture, a similarity of religion, a similarity of practice. And so all of this comes together here in Hoodoo and then moves into how we take a spiritual bath. But there's more. In Hoodoo, we often use items named for people to draw to, to cause harm to, to do whatever with an individual. And let me just take one example, lodestones. When we are drawing two lodestones together, a he and a she lodestone, and we're doing a piece of dedicated work, meaning this is for a specific man, not a general man, and a specific woman, not a general woman, we name the lodestones. We baptize them. And as we baptize them, we name them. Now we've got a big set of crossovers here. Okay. First of all, we are using baptism as christening. 
we're baptizing them. We're not necessarily baptizing them in water. Sometimes we use whiskey, Hoyt's cologne, the list goes on. And we're saying, you are now John Smith. And what I do to you will be done to John Smith. Where you go, John Smith will go. What happens with you will happen with John Smith. You are Sally Smith. And as I bring John to, as I bring this lodestone that is John Smith and this lodestone that is Sally Smith together, so too will John and Sally Smith be brought together. What I do to you, I do to them. So we have now used baptism of an item as baptismal christening. We've also used it to wake the item up, which means we have also, in essence, used baptism on an item here, not just as christening, no, 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 not just as christening, but also, in a sense, as a form of, ad, of admission, Ad, not to mean admission, to mean the, the truth, meaning admission into. We've woken the item up, we have said it is special, we have said that it is now empowered. We've essentially said that it's now holy, to give or take a word. And we've said that it's this person. And when you go and talk to the old folks, read about it, listen about it, etc., they say baptize. They don't say christen. They don't say name. They may say name, but they also say baptize baptize. You baptize the doll baby. You baptize the lodestone. You baptize the John the Conqueror root. You baptize the Queen Elizabeth root. Tize the candle. Because there's a separation. See, you, in the Christian ideal, the Protestant ideal, you were a sinner. You were a sinner. Then you got saved. You accepted Jesus Christ. You went down by the riverside you went down by the riverside, and you were baptized. And when you came up out of the water, you were a different person. Oh, dear, we've lost sound again, apparently. Oh, dearie, 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 dear. Okay, we still have sound. There's just a problem with something you probably need to refresh. My apologies. Blame it on Blog Talk with his magic spell. Blame it on Blog Talk that likes to drop you so well. All it takes is just one little hitch. Then we all call Blog Talk a bitch. Blame it on Blog Talk. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Well, I'm still live, folks. It all says I'm live. I'm still rolling, clock's still ticking, still says I'm connected to every level, and people hear me by phone. So all I can advise you to do is either to dial 323-642-1214 on your phone and join us, either by your cell phone or landline, or to refresh your browser and hopefully be able to hear it that way. I will continue and hope that some of you will be able to hear me. So as I was saying, there's this idea that you were a sinner. You got, we went down by the riverside. You got saved. 
You went into the water, you were baptized, and you came out a new person. In fact, traditionally in the old days, some people in some denominations would even change their name or take a new name to be known by. And so that is, again, something that you must consider when we're talking about this baptism of items, where we're baptizing a lodestone, a doll, is we're naming it, we're creating it. We're saying, you are now. You are now Peter so-and-so, John so-and-so, Sally so-and-so, Mary so-and-so. You are now it. And so baptism figures greatly in hoodoo and conjure. And I encourage you this week to go out and read up on it. Because there are many different forms of baptism, and they are slightly different. Baptism that is performed by the Anabaptist, the Baptists, both hard shell and soft shell, Church of Christ, Reformed Protestantism, Roman Catholicism, Jehovah's Witness, Latter-day Saints. You will find that some people do not baptize uh, Quakers. You will also find that there is Mandean baptism. There are many, many different elements of baptism. Baptism has been used as an initiation into mystery religion, Gnostic belief, etc. So I encourage you to take this week and go and look at that. Consider also the baptism of ships and how that relates to what we do with lodestones, dolls, and roots. So take up this time this week to look it over, and I hope you find it fascinating. I'm sure you will. Up next, we're going to go into the kitchen, and we're going to talk about pine. Oh, yes, we're going to be talking about pine, and if you just stay with us, you can make sure that you do not end up with the pine blues. Got a lousy dime. Boy, they ain't doing no good. I ain't even got a lousy dime. And woman I love is way down south. She's way down in the Delta Pine. Down until they break. Well, she stayed from me from sundown until they break. Well, she has did me wrong, yeah, wrong for goodness sake. Well, I ain't going to quit her. Oh, boy, what a wonderful race. 
In fact, if you traveled all over this big world of ours and carried a little bottle of pine scent and lemon scent, you would find many, many people in many, many cultures in many, many nations who said it smells like lemon, citrus, it's, it's uh, juicy, it's food, it's, it makes me think of drinks. You'd find many people who would say it's pine, it smells like a, a forest, it smells like uh, trees, it smells like the, the open air, uh, or just didn't even know what the hell that smell was at all. Pine and lemon <clears throat> smell clean to you because someone cleaned with it. And they cleaned with it because it was clean because somebody before them cleaned with it. Try to follow me if you will. You think pine and or lemon it smells clean because probably your mother cleaned with pine and or lemon. And she did it because her grand her mother did it, your grandmother. And on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Okay? And it got to a point you will probably find where someone else is doing the cleaning. Do you understand what I mean by someone else? Someone else is scrubbing the floors. And they're scrubbing the floors with pine or with lemon, pending on their influence. Who's influenced them? Someday we'll talk about lemon. Today we're talking about pine. And those people, and you should know who I mean, who were on their hands and knees scrubbing floors to make things clean, who used pine, did so because they had had interaction culturally with Native Americans. Because for the Native Americans, it is about being clean and driving away evil. And I needed to say that before I went on with talking about pine. Pine in hoodoo is used as a spiritual cleanser. Aha, see now why I talked about that? Because it is an evergreen, it also draws steady money. And there are a number of things you can do with pine. All right? Here's one. You can make a cleansing incense, floor wash, and bath from pine. The Iroquois, ah, see I mentioned, the Iroquois burned pine chips or resin when moving into a vacant house or to drive out spirits. If mixed with camphor, the result is even stronger. Pine Sol, a commercial pine-scented cleaner, can be dosed with Van Van oil and used as a substitute for Chinese floor wash to uncross a home. And fresh pine needles in a bath help remove mental negativity. So here's where we are again talking about the removal of things. We're making things clean. Also, pine can be used for health, fertility, and pine cone in the house for fertility, long life, good health, and to ward off evil. If it, is, if it opens, if it starts to open and begins to shed its seeds, plant it and replace it with 
a new unopened pine cone. And finally, you can use pine to help draw money. The scent of pine is believed to attract money. So it is even stronger when you mix it with cinnamon, bayberry, or nutmeg. Again, to help draw money. And you could use that. You would get, say, pine essential oil. You could mix that with cinnamon, bayberry, or nutmeg. And you could dress a money-drawing mojo, money-drawing candles, etc. with it. So this is something interesting here. Last week, I talked about mint, and I talked about how people, some people poo-poo mint. You know, oh, it's not real, okay? Because it's mint, it's common. Occasionally, amongst younger, newer people coming into hoodoo, you'll catch a few saying the same thing about pine because they don't think it relates to an African basis enough. These are individuals who have not yet learned the history of hoodoo to know about the interaction of and admixtures from Native Americans into or they've only been encountering one group, uh, a regionalism in hoodoo, all right, that has only been interacting with one group of Native Americans who may not have had this belief in use of pine. You can see this with the rattlesnake. The rattlesnake uh, in Tennessee is almost venerated in hoodoo because it was venerated by the Native American tribes, the first tribes, that were in Tennessee. You see, you have to remember that there's not one group of Native Americans. There are many, many nations. And each nation, depending on where they lived in respect to each other, may have had crossovers. They lived in the same environment. They had the same plants, etc., etc. But as you start to move out of a geographical area, you start to find differences. The spiritual practices of the Lakota and Dakota are not the spiritual practices of the Iroquois. And you do First Nation people a disservice when you think all of them are the same. Okay? They are all very different, particularly as they start to have a greater geographical distance between them. The idea that somehow the Dakota and the Lakota, as example, and the Iroquois would be the same, is like saying, obviously, 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 the French and the Polish are the same. No, they're not. They live a good damn distance away from each other. In fact, the Poles and the Franks are, live closer to each other than the Lakota and the Iroquois. Different kinds of lives, kinds of attitudes, beliefs, religions, magic, lifestyles, the whole nine yards. Don't lump all first peoples and native tribes into one basket because it's just not true. And try to understand that this is a case in hoodoo where regionalism does matter. Okay? 
the influence of native peoples in hoodoo in Florida is going to be of a different caliber, a different information, than the influence of native peoples in Louisiana, Arkansas, Tennessee, than from Florida, than from the low country in the Carolinas, than from Mississippi, because there's geographical difference and there's different tribes with different beliefs, different religions, different modes of living, and therefore what they add in to hoodoo is different, and it affects hoodoo. It's part, it's not the only part, but it's a significant part of why there is regionalism in hoodoo. All right? There are other factors. There about the Latin Quarter and the Anglo Quarter and Catholicism versus Protestantism and which group of kidnapped African people were put into slavery from which part of Africa and the Carolinas as opposed at a later date, which were put into slavery in Georgia. There are many contributing factors to that. And then, of course, the natural regionalism that's just a part of being a damn American. But this is yet another one. And it is an important one because this is where the rubber hits the road. This is where the arguments have to start to stop. People who want to tell you that hoodoo is purely African. It is an African retention. It's all African. And in fact, once hoodoo left the plantation, it became a big mishmash bullshit that white people and this and that and somebody always goes, and Jews, and Jews, some little anti-Semitic fuck in the back, always got to throw that in, etc., etc., etc. But the fact of the matter is, is that hoodoo is American. Hoodoo belongs here. And part of the way you know that is by looking at the influence of Native Americans and Native American used animals, zoological curio, mineral curio, and botanical curio that doesn't come from Africa and doesn't have an equivalent in Africa. Meaning, oh, okay, in Africa we use this and this is this plant's part of the same family, so it's good enough. No, no, no. In America, we have things that are not used in Africa at all because they're not there. Rattlesnake. Oh, well, they got cobras. Yeah, the cobra and the rattlesnake are completely fucking different. I mean, they're totally different. Okay? Here's this snake with a rattle. All right? Well, there are pine trees everywhere, yes, but again, this pine is clean. This pine is clean, okay? Raccoons, the list goes on. And that's part of what tells you where hoodoo is from. I hope you'll spend some time this week reading more about pine. And as always, our information comes not only from our own knowledge, but also from Hoodoo Herb and Root Magic, a Materia Magica of African-American Conjure by Miss Catherine Ironwood, and we thank her for its inclusion in the show each and every week. Well, I'd love to stay, but this is it. This is the end. Ah, this is not the end. Uh, it is not even the beginning of the end. Uh, but it is perhaps the end of the beginning.
and go to Texas Cattle and don't fight the food west. Come on down to Dallas, King Kong, Kitty. Coming through the territory in Kansas City and Kansas City, St. Louis and St. Louis, Chicago. I'm on my way to the door. Pass on. 